Hi, I'm Jim Wonder, and you're listening to MDZ Live. Listening to New Dogma Hello and welcome to another New Dogma audio situation. It is NDZ Live 23. I'm here. It's just me and Grant tonight. Easy cheap, easy peasy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think after last night's performance, though, this may this may have been needed. I don't think we needed a guest tonight. <laughs> I, you know, and. Uh, <clears throat> Mitch is usually the one to, to pull us up into the, the positive mm-hmm. section. Uh, now, anyway, well, let's let's get right into it. So la- last night, uh, a four to one loss against South Georgia Tormenta at home. Uh, this is a game we should have won. Yep. yep. Uh, looking at the table. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where they were at before last night, but I mean, when you think about it, after last night, Tormenta moved up to eighth place in the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have not been playing well. Nope. Uh, their, I guess their their form going into this game, though, I will say they uh, had drawn. Uh, actually, no. Let me let me look at their form. So they they lost. Uh, to Greenville Triumph. Yep. They had won two games before that by large margins. Yeah. Uh, 4-2 to two against Chattanooga and 5-1 to one against Lexington. Um, so this team can put them, they can put them on the board. They can. Yeah. They can. and Which we uh, saw last night. Yeah. Absolutely saw last night. You know, I, I think the thing that stung last night a little bit, so there are a couple of things. Uh, we... Great we can start. talk about yeah. We started very, very, very brightly. Uh, goal by Christian Cheney in the first twenty seconds of the game. I think it was eighteen seconds. It's got to be a record, right? Uh, I I feel like it is, but it might still uh, Pablo or Paulo Junior might still have that that record. Yeah, because he had that one. That I was feel like, like he scored within like the first seven seconds of the game like or something. Kick. Yeah. Right to him, and then like he went. Yeah, I think you're right. See, if Mitch was here, he'd know. Yeah, he would. Um, but. Yeah, when you look at some of the the players, the player of the match, Jackson Corey, who sliced and diced our defense all evening. All evening, yeah. Um, along with Kaziah Sterling, largely... He's still good. Yeah, he's still quite good. <laughs> no, nothing's changed there. Yeah, he's, uh, still, he's still good. Math, yeah. Mateus Cassini had to come back and, and haunt us as yep. his first time in the starting 11 since his injury, playing at Tormenta. Um, got their first goal on the board for them. I talked to him a little bit afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he he's, in, he's good spirits. Yeah. Um, I mean, imagine after that yeah. fucking game, he had to be. Yeah, he's in good spirits. Um, but still said he loves being here. You know, loved coming back. Uh, his daughter's getting very, very big. Yeah. And she's starting to, starting to talk. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, good dude. Just didn't work out for him here. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
it was tough not to walk out of that game uh, feeling a little bit of despair. Yeah, I think we've seen. I don't know what it was about last night. I was trying to. I was trying to think about this before you got here. Um, and we've seen other losses that have been big losses before, whether away or at yeah. home, whatever. And I wasn't as bothered by them as I was this one. I was pissed. I was livid. I was mad leaving like, the grounds. Yeah, I I didn't do interviews with the guys last night just because I didn't know what I was going to ask. Right. I'm like, I was like, what, what, yeah, what do you ask? What, what, what do I ask here? Yeah, why'd like, you play so bad? Yeah, I'm like, well, you know, it's it, how, how do you not pick up Kaziah Sterling, you know, running through the box? I'm like, it's, yeah. those are the types of things where it's like, I don't know if there is an answer for those questions. I don't know if they have an answer for them. I think it's, we just looked so bad last yeah, night. Yeah, and, may, you know, even really good teams sometimes have yeah. a stinker of an yeah, evening. they just, and we had, we were talking about this before we came on. Maybe it was, you know, sometimes everyone's like, oh, you know, you get a week break. And everyone's like, oh, that's a good thing. Maybe this wasn't a good thing. Yeah. Maybe, you know. For momentum or whatever. Yeah. You know? I mean, we were rolling and then all of a sudden we're going to stop. And so, you know, and I don't know. Um, but, you know, it's, uh, yeah, we were not good last night. And uh, um, we wanted, you and I both want, we're thinking about staying for the U.S. game um, afterwards. And we, we both just said, yeah. Also, like a 6 p.m. start on a weeknight. Get, get fucked. Yeah whoever the fuck made that call like i please send me your address so that i can mail you a box of shit seriously i mean it's just and especially too when you consider everything that's going on in and around the stadium area right there's so much construction now they've taken there's not a lot of parking to begin with right right and so now you've blocked off streets because that's the brilliant solution to you know doing construction is to just block off an entire street and you take away spots now so now there's limited spots downtown you've got people coming downtown after work pretty much like you know parking and coming into the stadium there's no chance to like you know luckily i you know we were able it's to, all business and yeah. that, who fucking likes that when it comes to going yeah. to a match yeah you know it's like you want to be able to like go in and you know have a few pops before the, before the match and yeah walk in at your own pace maybe I mean, get some food or whatever yeah you know? yeah this way it's just yeah 6 p.m start on a week lame yeah lame i'm not into it um i think if i had to guess it's probably due to them wanting to show the women's world cup match yeah, on the that. on the screen yeah. inside the stadium but who are who are you trying to make happy here? Who are you trying to cater to? Your right. your dedicated fans or the people that are coming to the match or the you know maybe half the people that are there who are going to stick around. Right. And that's just it. I mean, it's I mean, I don't know. It, it it's one of those things where it's like I understand where you're going with that, where you're it's like what's more important here? Like we it's, like like we had a game. Yeah. Like we had a a match game. Right. And it seemed like it was all about like, oh, we got to get together. And that's, but we've seen this. This is what we've been talking about. Right. Is with the U.S. national team, we saw this in the World Cup. How many of these people that we saw there for those watch parties during the World Cup were going to come back to Ford Madison games? I mean, I think it is, right now it's it's separate yeah. people for the yeah. most part. There's a section of people that watch yeah. that that are going to both. On a weeknight, though, it's like, 
I, I I get why they're doing this. I understand it from a marketing 100%. perspective. Still, I, doesn't mean I like it though. No. No. I mean, look, I'm I haven't been able to watch Women's World Cup just because I've been busy. Life's been busy. Work's been busy. Like I haven't been able to. The games watch are at three a.m. Yeah, and even the ones that aren't, you know, the ones that yeah. are kicking off at eight p.m. or yeah. whatever. Like, I, I, like. Sorry, sorry to be the fucking old guy here, but like I'm not <laughs> staying up till ten o'clock watching some shit, like uh, on a school night. No, yeah, um, no, I get it, I get it. But anyway, yeah, I no one's listening that can make those decisions. So shouting into the void once again. It's uh, what we do best. Yeah, yeah, it's where I do my best shouting. Yeah, uh, I've been doing it for years. <laughs> it's worked out great. Yeah, but uh, you know, look how, I, look how happy we are. <laughs> Well adjusted, uh, bright, shiny, sunny guys, likable. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I mean, I think it's a, it's a frustrating thing that we have midweek matches in the first place, yeah. especially seeing that like the entire league played on Saturday, right? Right, yep. the entire league played on Saturday, and we could have played on Saturday instead. Now we're playing on a Wednesday, and now we're playing two games in four days instead of two games in seven days, right. And, we yeah. were, and we've already lost the first one. So, okay, great. Yeah, great. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Um, I, th- I think the other piece there, too, is uh, that part of the, the feeling of despair and, and frustration and lividity that you were feeling last night. I was more just, like, despondent. Yeah. I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, I mean, at the I end. I want to go home and eat dinner yeah, and go to bed. That's what you did. Um, but I think part of that is just because life in general has been busy and yep. frustrating and yep. difficult outside of uh, outside of the football, so to speak. Uh, sorry to ruin any kind of illusions our listeners might have, but we do not get paid for this. We don't do it full time. We actually uh, have jobs. Yeah. Tonight on the way over here, like all day, basically, I was just, why the fuck am I going to Grants tonight to record? <laughs> I'm not in a good mood. Like, the, <clears throat> like no one's going to want to listen to this because we're just going to be blowing fucking hot air at them. Maybe people want to listen yeah, to that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we don't do this often enough. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we it's frustrating as a fan. Like, we like connecting with other people. I yeah. was mentioning to somebody at work today because they were like, did you, like, they were asking me, like, about something that happened in the game. I was like, I don't... F- like, sorry, I, I this is the bed that I've made my, for myself, Grant, by, like, getting to know so many people at yeah. the match. I don't get to watch the fucking match half the time. No. So I got to watch highlights when I get home and yeah. hopefully find time to watch the game so I can have something to say about it. We're usually off talking to people. Yeah. And like, you it's know, just the way it is. And, like, if people come up and talk to me and I'm like, sorry, fuck you, I can't, I'm watching the game. Yeah, it's no, not I'm like a, I'm at a film, you I'm know? I'm going to talk to them. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um football soccer is about community and yeah. it's about the people that surround these match days that 100%. you get to see and 100%. you know <clears throat> i did my fair share of watching soccer for years alone at home and it's nowhere near as fun in comparison and, so much better um it seems like a weird thing when you think about it like oh y- you guys pay to get in the grounds to watch the game but you don't watch the game yeah like part of uh, i hate to break any kind of illusion for you also like the people that are actually like helping make the match day atmosphere what it is, they're largely not watching the game either. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it goes. I mean, and the thing is too, is that it's, I think that that's a good thing when you've created an environment that 
is so comfortable for people to be able to know that like when you're coming there, you don't have to be completely like locked in and zoned in on the game right. and feel like you're missing out on an experience. You can still have that experience just going. And that's the best part about going to these games. And I think what was especially frustrating last night, kind of circling back to what you were talking about, is that life's been very hard. I mean, for both of us, our careers are, we, we work tough jobs. That's yep. what we do. And so, I think it's frustrating when it's been so frustrating on in on that side of things and then we go to a game and like that's supposed to be our time to like go unwind and, and, unwind and like kind of get lost in it right. a little bit and then it's just you see your team just get obliterated on the fucking field and that it just leaves you with an empty soulless feeling yeah i mean i'm not trying to be overly melodramatic here i'm just no that's how you yeah. feel i mean it's like because that's your escape and it's the one thing you have yeah yeah and so it's like and so when it happens you just you're empty and that's why it's like at the end of last night we were just talking you were like i'm, I'm fucking going i'm like yeah totally get it yeah i mean i i just wasn't i wasn't having it like no, no. people came up to me after the game oh you're going out to watch the mat the the women's world cup match fuck no i'm not like <laughs> you really want my sour ass out there like still brooding over over the match anyway let's Let's get into some of the details. Maybe we'll exercise some demons a little bit uh, yeah. on the match itself before we come back and talk a little bit more about the despair. And uh, <laughs> okay. and it's always the. Despair. I mean, I think I think the despair goes hand in hand with uh, with giving a shit. Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. Like and, that's that's the thing. Like I want. Was I upset last night? Yeah, I was. Like, and I'm sure the guys, the players, were upset too, but. The reason why we're upset is because we really give a shit about this. Because yeah. if you know our personalities at all, if we don't care, we really don't mm. fucking care. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't give a shit. And I make that a, a very apparent. That, yeah. like, I'm just, you know. But that's part of that. I, I'm like that is because I know that, like, for the things that I really love and care about, whether it's my soccer team, with music, um, my kid, whatever it might be, I'm really fucking passionate about yeah like i give a lot of myself to that and that's i think that's why we feel like how we feel now is because we really do care about this team and these guys and know they can do so much better we've yeah. seen it we've seen it let's talk through the game a little bit sure. just the stats alone um <clears throat> obviously run of play the game goes into halftime one one yep uh and the, i think from my perspective, were you feeling good in the, at the end of the first half? Yes and no. Yeah, same. Because um, I was seeing some things that I was like, mm. I think they were noticing that they were able to slice and dice our defense. Um, at least from my perspective, okay, no answer, Corey. The press yeah. was not there last night. Yeah, and when it was happening, it was in the attacking third, and not and coming from you know Cheney and and. Mm -hmm. uh, and some of our more forward playing players, mm -hmm. but you look at, let's talk a little bit about it because we, we had 56% of possession overall. We had 14 shots to their 10. Uh, only six of those 14 were on target Okay, for us. Uh, many were blocked. Uh, they had 10 total shots. Seven were on target. Okay. Um, to give you an idea of like what happened with those shots specifically, um, 
Uh, Pablo Hara score or had five saves. Is it Jara or Hara? Yeah, we still don't know. I was trying to ask him again last night. So sorry. He, so he wouldn't answer me. He doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't talk to us. Yeah. I don't know why. We're very congenial. Uh, yeah, so Baron apparently, apparently, at least on the stat sheet, only had three saves. Though I think all three were pretty fucking crucial. Yeah. Um, but it tells you something that, you know, they're... Uh, of their seven on target, he grabbed almost half of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, why the fuck they're getting seven shots on target out of ten total shots? Like is beyond me. Yeah, they're not the most efficient shooting team. Nope. Uh, we usually we have been in the past few games at least. Yep. Um, we had six blocked shots. That that is blocked means uh, outfield players. Uh. One hit the woodwork. That was Morrow's uh, attempt on goal sort of later on in the game. Yep. Ten of our 14 shots came from outside the box. Yeah. Isidro had that big one. That, that he had a couple. That, yeah. He had a couple that were yeah. that were pretty close. But why the fuck are, are you know, three quarters of our shots coming from outside the box? Yeah. What what are we doing where we are taking that those kind of shots? Or if we're not doing that as a way to draw out defenders and be able to play attackers in, Mm -hmm. then I don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. That's just not, I I don't know, at least in my experience, like watching soccer and even playing in younger years, shooting from outside the box is not desirable. No, no. I mean, unless, yeah, unless you're an absolute sniper at it. Yeah. I mean, which is, if, and if you are, you're not playing in this league. Yeah. We, Outpassed them with accurate passes. We had 86% passing percentage and had 397 accurate passes to their 288. Uh, so over 100 pa- more passes mm-hmm. than they had in the game. Um, but almost half of those were in uh, our own half. And we had 65% accurate long balls. So, like, I mean, it tells you something. That's pretty high for most yeah. most games. Yeah. Um, 21 throw-ins. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. Yeah, they were kicking the ball out uh, quite often. Um, I'll tell you, though, like, overall, their blocks, clearances, and uh, their blo- they had 19 clearances to our six. So, like, their defense absolutely put in a shift. Yeah, and Dangler went out. Yeah. Like, right away. Right. And so, yeah, their defense was, was tight last night. Um. You know, I mean, I, th- I think you can, from the stats alone, you can kind of tell at least a little bit that we did not have good possession, productive possession anyway. Right. Um, they're, so they had, of the top 10 players in the game, nine of the top 10, rating-wise. Uh, Wheels ha- was seventh out of the top 10. He had a good game last night. He did. He had yeah. a good game. He had an assist. Um yeah, just looking overall at at the the starting eleven as far as like their ratings are concerned, mm-hmm. um, Baron had a five point six, pretty low. Yeah. Um, Wheels had the highest of any of our players. Cheney was behind him at seven, um, but yeah, Stephen Payne, Derek, Nazim had a five point seven game, which is not great. No, um, he had a total of fifteen touches. All game, yeah. Um, he played. He only played f- fifty-eight minutes. So I mean, 
Yeah. You can't, I guess, like 15 touches over 58 minutes, especially when you're a forward player, is not terrible. But same thing for Gebhardt, 25 total touches, uh, you know, only 10 accurate passes all game mm-hmm. is a bit anonymous. Yeah. Uh, and he's usually not a bit part player. Yeah. He's usually more than anonymous. Yep. Yeah. It's just, I, I feel like they showed up to play and we kind of played down to their yeah. level of, uh, of competition. Which and, we've done numerous times this year. Like we did it against Fresno. We did it against. You know, what do you think the solution is to that though? I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know if it's a preparation thing. It's just, you would think, like after losing enough of these games, that these guys would would learn that, you know, it doesn't matter what the position is of the team. I mean, Nazim talked about that uh, like about a month ago, or something yeah. like that, in a post game interview yeah. of like it's about mentality. Yeah, and so you know, it's it. So if that's the case, then it's it's tough to like look at it and say like, okay, well, we had the wrong mentality for that game. I mean. Yeah, what do you do about that then? Yeah. Change your fucking mentality. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't go around the, the locker room before the game and say, oh, how's your mentality yeah. tonight? Yeah, where's your head at? <laughs> I mean, it's just, at some point, it's just you got to get to, you know. I mean, this is a big week. This yeah. is a big week. We, I mean, the club was promoting it on social media. The players were promote, promoting it on their social media, That how big this week was going to be. So they it's not like they were looking past this team. It's just... I yeah I I don't know I think that that's probably that's that's all part of what was so confusing and so about last night's game and so angering was just everything was pointing that this was going to yeah. be a great performance and that we were going to be ready to play and that the guys were going to be you know in and ready to do the job but it just didn't happen it just didn't happen uh, just looking at the table right now let's talk through uh, top six mm-hmm. positions uh, that's that's what qualifies for playoff. Top four gets you a home game during the playoffs. Um, Northern Colorado, a first place at 35. Uh, North Carolina FC is right behind them at 31 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of those teams have played 17 games. So now uh, Northern Colorado and North Carolina are only one game in hand behind uh, the rest of the league. Yep. Um, actually, Central Valley also has played 17, 17 games. Yeah. Uh, Charlotte played... Uh, and Knoxville have played the most, but um, so Northern it's NOCO, then North Carolina, then Charlotte in, th- in third place with 30. And we are in fourth place with 29 and, you know, just out- outlining that simple math. There's only six points between fourth place and first place at mm-hmm. this point in the season. Uh, Greenville's in fifth. We play them this weekend. Um, they're only a point behind us in the table. Yep. So that will, you know, kind of push us out of that fourth place that that hosting the home playoff spot. This is not quite the time of the season where I would be talking about hosting a playoff game just yet. But no, we need to get through uh, August. Yeah. Once we get through August, then we can we can start talking about it. So yeah. So or maybe the, maybe like midway through August. So. Omaha rounds out uh, those top six positions at twenty five points. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you look at it from six all the way up to first, it's a 10 point gap. Yeah. Uh, I mean, which and is even, not much. And even like seven, eight, and nine. Um, so, Richmond is at seven with 25. Right. So, they're tied with Omaha right now. The only reason is that. And then Tormenta has 24. 
So they're right there too. And then Knoxville has 22. So Just looking at the next two games, though, they're big games. We have a home game against Greenville and then an away game against Kickers, another Henny Darby. Um, It's not going to get much easier from here. We have to play Tormenta away in South Georgia in just three weeks' time. Uh, Actually, more like four weeks at this point. But you would hope that we learned something from this game last night and how to play against them. We've got tape now. Yeah. we did beat them one one nothing last time we played them, uh, so it, I feel like to a degree last night was hopefully one of those games that we can just write off. Uh, but we also kind of said that you know when we played away to Greenville yeah. last time, um, we've said that a lot this year. North Carolina again playing away to them, giving up that two goal lead. Yep. Yeah. Uh, when it, it probably easily could have been a, like a 4-2 win for them if, yeah. if Barron had, had not been uh, between the sticks. But, you know, I, th- I think we're still very much in the game, but we cannot have games like that no. like we had last night. No. Now is not the time. From here on out, we can't have games like that. No. It's just – it's it's you, ha- you, you want to stay away from the, the word inexcusable, but it's it's close to that. Yeah. It's close to that. Yeah, I agree. Um, again, back to the despair. Back to the despair. <laughs> Always the despair. Yeah, I, I, I think... We need like an organ in the background as soon as we start, you know, just... Yeah. I, I, I put it in the notes here, but, um, you know, we, we talk a bit about kind of like the amount that... It's not just us. There are a lot of people that care a lot about this club and, yeah. and care a lot about its fortunes. And, you know, I mentioned in my piece in the last uh, print issue that we did of like, sometimes, I mean, obviously, because we feel it, people that really do care about the results around this club and, and who are a bit obsessive, mm-hmm. uh, whose uh, fortunes, the fortunes of the club somehow mirror our own. Um and you know, I, I get that too. Like sometimes at work, I've had I've had a lot of weeks like this recently where, right, wrong, otherwise, or even true or otherwise, maybe it's just my perception or just the way I'm feeling based on how I want to be performing or what's happening. You're just off. Some of the circumstances just aren't lining up yeah. to how they usually are. Yeah. Maybe I'm just tired. Yeah. That's probably part of it. Yeah. Um. But you know, a little afraid, maybe. Yeah. So like I. I get, I get putting myself in the player's shoes or in the coach's shoes. I understand like kind of what they're feeling when they have a night like this. But at the same time, you know, I, and I'm, I'm kind of glad that I don't have, you know, 4,500 plus people, uh, all armchair quarterbacking, yep. uh, my performance at work. Correct. <laughs> um, but at the same time, this is a, this is very much so a results uh, based business it is uh and sport yeah um and it's performance as well yeah i mean that's it's entertainment i mean there's a reason why people are spending money on a you know or taking time on, on a weekday night yeah to go be in the heat and in the humidity and watch a team lose 4-1 Oh, and it was definitely fucking hot last it night. It was fucking, it was gross last night. It was night. nasty today, too. It was terrible today. Heat index of like 101 today. Yeah, it was It was even worse today. So. Um, 
But one of the I went for a bike ride early. Got that out of the way, like yeah, like right away. Um, one of the, one of the things that I one of my all time we can get a little bit of the culture piece. I don't know if we need to get into the, the music later. We can. I want to talk a little bit about one of my all time favorite books and one that brings me some solace when it comes to uh, maybe putting some things into perspective as far as like uh, my despair and frustration I feel over. Uh, soccer teams that I give a shit about. And, you know, for a lot of people that know me and, and we talked about it before, like uh, our windows into this sport was not forward Madison. No. Um, yours was the U S national team in Fulham. Yeah. Mine was Arsenal um, by way of the 2002 world cup. But one of my all time favorite books is uh, they, they made a Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore Boston uh, Red Sox version of this. It's but, pretty good. I mean, it's, as, yeah, far it's as, not terrible. as far as chick flicks go, it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> so the book is called Fever Pitch. The original book was written by Nick Hornby, who yeah. also wrote High Fidelity and About a Boy. Um, he The Fever Pitch is about him growing up as uh, and coming into being an Arsenal fan, even though he is not from North London. He is very much from south of London. Um, anyway, a lot of the... There was a film based off of it uh, that Colin Firth was in and Mark Strong. Uh, Mark Strong is actually a huge Arsenal fan, uh, but... And a good-looking bald man, too. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but a lot of what he talks about in the book and some of the quotes I like read back through in times like this, uh, just because they, they're like a salve to the wounds, so to speak. And it makes, we talked about this earlier, like football being a community, mm -hmm. like rich in community. And mm -hmm. that's sort of the part of the point of it yeah. as a fan anyway. Um, but one of the quotes in that book, and this relates heavy to how, I kind of feel like, you know, we're going through it at work or in life or whatever, and the, the football brings no solace. Yeah. Uh, one of the quotes is, life isn't and has never been a 2-0 home victory after a fish and chip lunch. No. <laughs> God, that's good. That's a good day. Yeah. Like, we've had days like that. Yeah. We, uh, we, had, we had one a couple weeks ago where yeah. it was just like, you know, Everything was going right. Yeah, and we were talking about it in our group chat, like you didn't just when you wake up, it just things walking on fucking sunshine. All yeah, day. See, things seem to be easier mm -hmm. for some reason, you know. And when they when they lose, things seem to be harder. It's like yep. you know, even today we were talking about our day at work today. It was crazy. My day at work today was fucking nuts. Yep. And so, and as was yours. And it's just when you add on top of that that I've got a defeat from last night on my mind. It's a long day. No sunshine there. It's a long, yeah, and there was plenty of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. outside. Yeah. One one of the things I, I I think a lot of newer soccer fans maybe don't realize is that, um, and maybe they do because you look at just just putting things out there. Arsenal have, have had when Nick Hornby wrote this book. It was right before they, uh, at least from his perspective, before Arsenal won the title in 1989. Yeah. They'd had almost two decades of winning fuck all. Nothing. And Arsenal haven't won the league since 2004. 
So it's not like they've got some like huge winning pedigree, you know. I mean, they've they've never been relegated from the Premier League, so that's something to be happy for, right? Yeah, believe me, it is. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know, or they've never actually been relegated from the first division ever, right? Um, but at the same time, you know, backing a team that sort of perpetually underperforms and m- m- is very middling most of the time. But then again, you talk to a, a fan of a club like Burnley, who, yeah, they've got some championship trophies uh, from being relegated and then winning their way back yep. up. But, like, you know, you talk with fans of clubs who, who they've been fans their whole entire lives and they've never seen them win, like, a, a top, top trophy. I just thought I wanted to get that out there, the perspective of that is, like, this is about perspective. Um that I, you know, another quote from Fever Pitch is for the first time, but certainly not the last. I began to believe that Arsenal's moods and fortunes somehow reflected my own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, makes me feel a little bit better. But as far as the despair piece, this is the one I really like. Um, it is a strange paradox that while the grief of football fans, and it is real grief, is private. We each have an individual relationship with our clubs, and I think we are secretly convinced that none of the other fans understands quite why we have been hit harder than anyone else. We are forced to mourn in public, surrounded by people whose hurt is expressed in forms different from our own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a, it's an interesting thing being a, a sports fan, and the, you know, I think being a soccer fan in general, just because of like the rarity of scoring. Yeah. And you know, especially when we go last night going four goals unanswered. Yeah. And we score what? 30 seconds into the game. Yeah. 20, uh, 18 seconds, 18 seconds in the game. We're flying. Yep. Right. We literally had just walked to like our section with our beers and see Cheney like racing down the field. Yep. And I'm like, here we are. And you would think, We'd be off the races, and it was going to be like one of those walking on sunshine type nights. Mm-hmm. Au contraire, mon frere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I think it's just it's tough, man, because like, sometimes you just got to take your licks, too, and you I do. get that. But you, you know what? When life is hard, I don't want to fucking take my licks. No. Yeah. Like, shit, shit's... Uh, like, like, I have like, to eat a lot of shit sandwiches, yeah, like right? Like, throw me a fucking bone, yeah, life. Good right. God. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get that on Saturday. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I will say this, you know, well, being... And we don't have to work on Saturday. So that's good. That's always good. Well, not yet, anyway. Yeah, that's true. I just fucking jinxed us. God yeah, damn it, Grant. Yeah, knock, knock that wood, you know? Um, I think, you know, I, I want to touch a little bit about the the community aspect of things just because like i i don't know this could probably be a short episode today because i don't want to fucking talk about the game last night uh we can talk a little bit about the greenville game uh towards the end of it but um the community piece really uh, i think can't be overstated right um it's what makes this worthwhile and it's what makes this like fun even when you have to endure nights like last night absolutely I mean, it's like, we laugh about it. It's like, it's the joke, you know, I think you and I were, were, were talking about it one time with, with someone, and, and after a uh, particularly hard loss, I was making the joke with someone, I'm like, 
they had put some up on their page and i said you're right where andrew and i usually are where we're like god i hate this sport this is the dumbest sport ever why would anybody ever fall in love with it all right i'll see you tomorrow for some more soccer yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how it is it's like i'm already you know it's like tomorrow i'm already gonna start getting excited to you know get, yeah get get everything back on and head back down to to breeze yeah you know and and see a win you know it's, it's i think that that's that's part that's part of the fun too yeah know? i do i do think it's interesting of like you know i want to share a little bit of this article i was reading earlier today just because tim stillman is one of my favorite like football writers that's out writer. there right now and, yeah, and really he large by and large covers the arsenal women's team that's mm-hmm. like his main thing that he covers mm-hmm. um that he's been on he went to the game in la uh, the arsenal playing barcelona mm-hmm. and was at an event basically in in south central where it was him and two of the other guys from the Ar- arsenal blog that he writes for Ars blog they do a podcast too it's actually one of the best football podcasts i've ever heard funniest as well but they shared a stage with um gilberto silva mm-hmm. and ray parler okay and one of the things that he found kind of interesting was he said I've never been on any of these like stateside tours that you know that the club has done. Yeah. Partially because like you know he talks about how he doesn't want to intrude, um, but he was invited out this time and got a chance to go, and he he puts on here like just a and this this is like one of those more heartfelt pieces that he wrote um, where he's talking about like kind of being surprised by the experience. Yeah. And it wasn't what he expected, and this is what he said. Um, sharing a stage with two legendary players Parler was the first name I ever had printed on one of my replica shirts and he happens to be my mom's favorite player ever uh, was a genuine pinch yourself moment we stayed around the venue and I must have spoken to 100 people Tuesday evening and an absolute man and woman everyone was so nice and what really struck me was how much this tour mattered People had flown, driven, and bussed from all over the country, many from Canada too, just to be able to sample a taste of the experience. There isn't much uh, way of me saying a re- <laughs> or recording this without sounding as though I, I like the smell of my own farts too much, <laughs> but it never ceases to amaze me how much uh, sites like Arsblog do connect people. Because football fandom is about community, ultimately. When you go to games regularly, that's the hook. The football's important, of course, but really, it's the people that infuse it with its essence. 100%. Being a football fan is, more than anything else, a feeling of wanting to be connected to other people, wanting to be a part of something with others and sharing the same vision and same aspirations. I'm reminded of Noel Gallagher's assessment of Oasis's popularity in the 90s in the documentary Supersonic. It was nothing we did. I just wrote the songs. We just played them. It was the thousands of people who turned up and sang them back to us that made it what it was. All the other stuff fades into irrelevance. That lasts forever. Yeah. And I love that um, he talks about, later in the article, about how even the thousands of people that he's talked to over the years that are like football fans, he says, I don't think I've ever met somebody for whom being a football fan was an isolated or individual experience. Yeah. It can't be. I mean, it can't be. It's like, you know, that was one of the things that Jim and I talked about in our interview sessions is, you know, I think Jim, he, he mentioned that he loved the sport of soccer so much because of how many people are involved. Yeah. I mean, 
Although it's it's that in American football where you've got the most players in the field. Yeah. With 11. I mean, on each side. That's a lot of people. Yep. That's a lot of people. I mean, when you think about, like, basketball is five. Mm-hmm. You know, golf is one. Wrestling's one. You know, it's like, um, it, you know, baseball is nine. And so it's just 11 people. And then you think about that, like, grabbing the, 11, like, 10 people that you know and, like, trying to coordinate them and get them to do fucking anything anything you know <laughs> without screaming and yelling it, it's it's difficult yeah i mean it's one of those it's a very so it's a sport that is predicated on community and, invo- and, that, and involvement at every level yeah at, at every at, level and at you know whether it's a pro team with all sorts of fan or amateur team for that matter with all sorts of fans around them um just to pull off a match at a stadium yeah. it takes a fucking village think about like what we were seeing like in 2020 when when 2020 we were seeing them essentially moving the operation oh yeah like from madison to wauwatosa on game days and just it was all the people in the front office that were doing doing yeah, the cassidy was like fucking <laughs> scraping uh labels yeah. like yeah. section labels off the bleachers at hart park yeah hanging signs outside the stadium yeah, yeah i mean crazy you know, crazy. Meanwhile, while she's designing the drip kit. Yeah. Yeah. But. I mean, uh, you know, all that to say, and the reason why I wanted to talk about this a bit was because, like, even when we have a fucking stinker of a night, even when life is tough, this has kind of been, like, our 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 tether Yeah. to other people, to even when I'm in a shitty mood, I know I can show up and people are just like, oh, there's Andrew. He's in a fucking sour face again. Yep. Uh, they ask me. Then they usually ask me, "What's what's yeah, going on? What's with going him? on with him?" I'm like, "I don't know, man. He's just pissed. Leave him alone." <laughs> I do think it's funny. Okay, so just as an aside, somebody at that works for the club, kind of works for the club, asked Grant, kind of jokingly, if me and Grant are, are gay. Yes, like like we're a couple. What about the way that we look makes you think? <laughs> <laughs> That, uh, but uh, about the way that we dress or talk or just like, a, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I obviously, you know, joking, but again, it's one of those things too. It's like we do see each other a lot. Yeah. I mean, we hang out with each other a lot, yeah. but it's one of those things too where that's that community piece. Right. Right. Like we didn't know each other five years ago. No. You know, and in five years, we've got this group of people that we see a lot and we hang out with a lot. I mean, that's all from this team and from the sport. And so, and they're my, you know, they're my family. They're my brothers. There's, there's nothing I wouldn't do for them. Yeah. And, and vice versa. You know, I think that the tough, one of the tough things too about this level of play means that those players are part of your community. So it's like, yeah, you know, we're shaking high hands and high fiving, and like I'm, I, I was pissed after the game last night, yeah. but like, all the guys are walking past, and I, you know, kind of grabbed Mitch Osmond and was like, we're we're still here every game, yeah, whether you guys stink it up or whatever, yeah, like, and he knows that, yeah, yeah, he knows that, yeah, yeah, and it's good, but it's good to tell him that, right, because he will relay that, yep, to the team, and like, because. I don't care how. Comp- we still got people sticking around five minutes after yeah. the whistle blows, just singing "Oh Madison" until yeah. those guys come through. And that's just it. It's like I don't care how confident you are, you know, with 
you have moments of self-doubt. Oh, yeah. And when, and when you have those moments where it's like, like last night, I guarantee you a lot of those lads had some serious moments of self-doubt. For sure. You know, you have to. And I think that's all part of the process. And it's good to hear things that like, hey, you know, even the most confident people, even the leaders, they need to hear, we still got your back. Yeah. I'm still here for you. I mean, they also need to hear that. You guys fucking sucked last night. Yeah. What the, what, what the shit was that? Yeah. <laughs> they need to know that people care and, some, and, yeah. and frustration's part of that. That is. I mean, that, and that's just it. Is that, and that's going to be how it works. Right. I mean, we, we were watching a video of the Hibs fans today. Yeah. I mean, they lost. In Andorra. <laughs> just swearing them off yeah. the field. I want a <laughs> refund. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. but, and those guys, I mean, the Hibs players, like, they were just there. They understood. They knew that these guys traveled to Andorra right. from fucking Scotland for this match and to see them lose to a team that they should have blown out of the water. Yeah. You know, that's what it's, they care. They yeah. care. They yeah. care. And you can, you can criticize the delivery or the message behind it, but, like, you know what? They have 100-plus years of momentum behind them and mm-hmm. expectations mm-hmm. and have reached the pinnacle – of their sport multiple times. Yeah. And would, they know what's possible. Because I would say Hibs are probably one of the big four clubs. Oh, yeah. Over there. 100%. Because you've got Rangers. Um, you've got Hearts. Yep. You've got Hibs. And then... Uh, Celtic. Yeah. And then Celtic is the fourth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're, those are the four sort of most famous historic Stor- clubs. Yeah. That Aber- have done something. Aberdeen. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Aberdeen haven't won the European Championship, though. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's nights like that last night though, where those players just got to take their licks and come back and do better. Yeah, you know, and and they will. I mean, it's like we've seen this throughout the season. I mean, we can talk a little bit about Greenville now. I mean, I think we saw this 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 happened last time. We played Greenville after like a a loss, where like we we lost at home to a game we shouldn't we shouldn't lose, and then we play greenville and blow blow the doors off them 4-1 so i think this team knows what to do to get ready for for saturday and you know it's just a matter of getting it done now yeah i mean when you look to at our next game um greenville form wise um you know they they just beat tormenta over the weekend um they lost before that away to Charlotte and beat Knoxville at home the week before that. And the week before that, they beat us at home. Yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, it, it, it's not too far away in the rearview mirror the last time we played Greenville. And we got them at home this time. Um, this is a matchup that is largely back and forth yep. and very low scoring outside of that 4-1 game. Mm-hmm. Usually is very low scoring. hmm um, but yeah, the last time we played them, uh, in Madison was a four, one win. Uh, and that was the infamous Tyler Pollock game. Yep. Like that was the, that was the, 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 the game the, that the penalty saved the penalty to, saved to a goal. Yep. Yeah. So I'm not, I mean, I, I don't think we can expect that same sort of magic again, No, but, but uh, you know, I think like what I was saying though, I mean, they've exhibited that. They know how to bounce back after a loss against this right. team. So, you know, it's the same mentality. And it's just, 
Yeah, you just got to you just do the job. Yep, just got to do the job. Yeah, and I mean, especially at home on a week on a weekend evening, the weather looks like it's going to be fucking gorgeous. Yeah, uh, I think the the high on Saturday is eighty four. Yeah, awesome. Uh, by kickoff, it'll be seventy nine degrees. Perfect. Yeah, Perfect. Uh, and just slightly cloudy, a little bit of wind, not much. Um, I, I I think I feel good about this game. I feel especially after losing in the manner that we did against Tormenta. Uh, these guys are going to be wanting to come back and prove themselves. Especially again. against Greenville. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we are still very much in playoff contention. We just, you know, uh, I don't think we're going to have the same sort of slide we had last year. No. You know, again, we've talked about this ad nauseum. Uh, last year was largely due to a dressing room falling out yeah. uh, that happened in July. Yeah. Um, and the same thing the year before that. Yeah. Uh, weird how that works. Weird how that works. We just need to get through this fucking month without being at each other's throats, you know? You know, it's like, uh, what was that line that Riley had on uh, um, the boondocks? When it's like the heat episode where he's talking about how everyone gets, he's like, you know what they say? <laughs> you know what they say when the heat gets turned up? You better get yourself a good coat. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So... Again, uh, just a quick little plug. We will be at Rabinia Courtyard again before yep. this Greenville game on Saturday, probably from about 4.30, 5 yeah. o'clock, somewhere around there. Drinking slushies. Yeah, come get your new dog magazine. Yeah. Uh, we got I issue copies of issue two still available, five bucks. Uh, if you're a Patreon backer, again, thank you so much. You're making it possible. Yep. Um, you're also the the, you know, the reason why we're still recording, even when we've had a fucking rough couple yeah. of weeks and a shit game last night. There, this is the community that we were just talking about. Yeah. I mean, those are our people. I mean, they've, they've decided that they want to be part of the community that we're creating. Yeah. And we absolutely want to serve those people. Absolutely. I mean, so. Yeah. Begrudgingly sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like today. <laughs> but we love you all. We do it for you. We do it for you. Yeah. Um... But yeah, we'll be there. We'll be outside Gate One probably for a little bit, but mostly. Uh, Come find us. In I think, yeah, I think until uh, people start, you know, picking up on the fact that we're out there, we're not selling a fucking match program. Yeah. Which well, it sounds it seems like we probably will have to list the roster in the I next think issue. It'd be easy because people want to see that. It'd be easy. We just put you know print the roster and you know put it in there. Yeah. Maybe we can uh, do something fun with it. Um, you know, make like Valentines or something like that. Yeah, you know, like glamour shots of the players. We just gotta gotta you know, with all the free time that we have, put the hunk on the month in the back. Yeah, there we go. We need it. We need to get get that guy. Oh, it's too bad he didn't win the uh, the hotel package at the <sighs> Millennium Soccer Club uh, gala. That would have been yeah, the dinner bed. The dinner bed. <laughs> The dinner bed would have gotten its full and appropriate appreciation. Yeah, I'm just glad that no one fucking understands the the term dinner bed. We'll have to explain it sometime. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's and, so and good. And very dumb yeah. at the same time, which yeah. is like part of, part of what makes it great. Yeah, Mitch Carter, props to you on that one, buddy. <laughs> uh Anyway, uh, yeah, please come see us. Uh, find us in the flock end if it's just at the game. Get your copy of New Dogma. Um, 
It's got word searches. It got puzzles. It's it's a good ep- it's a great issue. It's got it a really maze is. in there too. There's a maze in yeah. there. I like, mean, as you learn about Jim Launder, I mean, and that's you know, you get to hear get to see you compare this team to the Green Bay Packers, which in nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh we could talk about strictly discs. Yeah. And you know, what what's interesting is uh if if you haven't heard that there's like an old episode of Talking Flock where Rod kind of says, you know, like even even if this team is bad at times, they're still our team and we have a local that we get to complain about. Yeah. So that's I mean, I got to remind myself of that sometimes too. Absolutely. Cuz I don't know what I would do if this club wasn't around. Uh, I'd probably complain a lot less, but I'd have a lot less fun as well. That's 100%. Yeah. And I wouldn't feel as connected to the city. No, as, not a chance. As, as I do right now. Yep. I mean, that that was the thing. It's like, I've told you this. I was getting to the point where, before this club, I was starting to disconnect from the city and just like, this isn't... Get out of here. This isn't the place for me anymore. And this club brought me back. Made me remember why I love this place. I think it's Ma- that for a lot of people. Yeah. Anyway. And that was because of the people. Yeah. It was the people I was meeting. Yeah. So So if you're not making it a point to get to talk to people, hang out, and all that stuff, I mean, God bless you if you can actually go to a game and watch the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm jealous. Uh, but it, Get out there and go meet some people. Yeah. It's a good crew out there. Anyway, we are going to let you go because we are almost at an hour. Um, take care of yourselves. we we'll see you Saturday, hopefully for three points and climbing back up the table. Uh, Until then, take care of yourselves. And as Grant always says, be easy. We'll see you all next time. Cheers.